With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Justin Harvey Show. Yeah! and gentlemen to the world martial arts radio network up next you will be listening to the usa martial arts hall of fame show host of the year award winner the one and only justin harvey producer director and on-air star of the justin harvey show hello ladies and gentlemen justin harvey of the justin harvey show i know it's been a long time since I've done a show, I've got a quick update for you guys before I bring on a good friend of mine. Um, in two weeks, I will be taking my rightful place in the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame, which will be held in Indianapolis. And also, another special announcement, um, Don the Dragon Wilson kickboxing champion will be making a special appearance to actually meet me at my induction. Without further ado, let me bring on my special guest who needs no introduction to the Justin Harvey Show, who I consider to be a personal friend of mine. I've got some really good questions for him tonight concerning WWE Network, WCW, and Many other questions. Please help me welcome my good friend, Bruce Hart. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thanks very much for the uh, nice introduction, Justin. It's uh, always a pleasure to guest on your show, and I'm uh, I'm appreciative of the uh, opportunity to come on and uh, share perspectives with somebody that I have so much respect for. So. Oh. I, absolutely, Bruce. That's what my um, that's what my show is all about. But I would like to start with something that's really that's really got my blood a boiling. Um, I personally, I really like the WWE Network. It needs uh-huh. work done to it. But what I'm really what I'm really steamed about, Bruce, uh-huh. is that you know that you're a personal friend of mine. Yeah. And um, what I'm really seemed about is you guys in Canada don't get the same benefits from the network. It's just on your television. You don't get any of the streaming stuff that we get. You don't get any of the – you can't go back and watch all the pay-per-views you want. You just get the live stuff, and I don't think that that's right. And I wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on that because – my blood is just a bull- bullying, Bruce, and that don't happen to me very often. 
Yeah, well, I, I'm i not sure what their rationale is, Justin, you know, what the, uh, you know, it should be uh, the same everywhere, you know, and I have no idea what what's behind the uh, decision, you know, I hope they, uh, I hope they do something about it and they, um, maybe if any WWE people are listening to your show right now, they uh, can maybe see fit to uh, text or email you and give you some explanation for why that seems to be uh, not the same up here as it is down there, you know, so I certainly empathize with you and, uh, you know, you make a very good point there, so... Yeah. Hopefully something can be done about it. Yeah, because I I I hold it highly offensive, you know, because to me, like, you should get all the content that's available because your family, you know, and I, I take this personal, Bruce, because you're a friend, but your family should get the same benefits, especially what we get for the network because you guys put your blood, sweat, and tears in the business. Yeah, and I uh, I totally agree, and I think the uh, I think the fans should have some say in it too, you know. So hopefully mm-hmm. that will be uh, a message that gets through the right people, you know. So, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I I guess you know, and you told me you had a few other things you wanted to kick around, Justin, so I'm I'm looking forward to uh discussing I guess WrestleMania. Oh oh absolutely, but before I get to WrestleMania, Bruce, um I I really enjoy that the fact that Natalia is in the WWE but I don't like how they're just using her as a manager. I would like to see her get some more uh ring time. What's your what's your thoughts on What's your thoughts on that? Because you know, I'm really rooting for Natalia, and it's it's great to see a new generation of of hearts in the ring. Yeah, I'd love to see her get more uh, kind of prime time mm-hmm. opportunities. You know, I uh, I don't know whether there's some initiative for that to take place or whether. Mm-hmm. She's being, uh, you know, kind of relegated to a quasi-manager role or not. I I haven't heard anything one way or the other, but certainly there's uh, not that many divas in there that are capable of having a good match, so I'd love to see her in there. And I was, I might add, well, pleased to see the legendary uh, UFC fighter Ronda Rousey on there. I thought that was interesting. I I don't know where it's going, if it's just a one-shot deal or whatever, but that was interesting, if nothing else. you know. I thought she handled herself very well. She looked pretty poised, and she and Dwayne Johnson made a great impression, so. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like I was um, I was discussing with a friend the other day if if she ever decides to, you know, walk away from UFC or you know even even retire at some point. I I think it would be interest interesting to see her actually cross over to WWE and see what she can bring to the table there. Yeah, I've heard nothing but very favorable things about her too. You know, I know people that know her, and they tell me she's a first-class individual and a great person. So I, uh, I'd like to, like to see more people like her coming in than and some of the other so-called divas that are nothing more than uh, glorified strippers. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, Bruce. And uh, one of um, I actually interviewed one of her opponents um, that she had, um, um, Sarah McMahon. I interviewed her last year, and that was my that was my first UFC interview, which I was actually uh, very very proud of of doing. And I'm actually in the process of trying to get a hold of Rhonda after my induction. I'm going to do my best to try to get a hold of Rhonda and get her on the uh, show. I'm sure she'd be, if she gets the word, she'd probably be more than happy to come on for you, Justin. And and, uh, I'm sure she'd be a great guest for you. Oh, oh, absolutely, Bruce. But uh, uh, what did you think of the Andre uh, Battle Royal in in, in my opinion? It was good that the big show won, but I was kind of pulling for Sandow because I didn't like this angle where he was uh, with the Miz and Miz was treating him wrong. And it was just, to me, it was just a stupid angle. And I was really pulling for him to win the Battle Royal. You had to be quite honest, Justin. I'm not a big fan of that whole thing with. Miz and Sandow, the Mizdow or whatever, the whole thing seems silly and uh Yeah. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere and I I would rather they not even waste people's time on a big show like WrestleMania to have nonsense like that. But Yeah. Yeah. For me the for me the Andre the Giant Battle Royal was maybe the one of the weakest uh, matches on the whole card, you know, there was uh it was almost in its own way demeaning because virtually every guy in that battle royal had not won a match in recent memory. Every it was all kind of the guys who were getting beaten, jobbers and nondescripts, and uh, you know, especially coming on the heels of Royal Rumble, which is a big. Star-studded battle royal, you know, kind of a uh, slightly changed the rules, but it's just a battle royal. But so it's almost redundant to have another battle royal uh, right after Royal Rumble at WrestleMania, and then at the very least have all the stars in there if you're going to have an Andre, because Andre was a, a legendary name, and to me it's more of an insult to him to have a bunch of guys that are just the leftovers on the card which is all it was you know everyone who wasn't in a title match or uh, an important match or whatever seemed to be in that 
particular match. So for me, it, yeah. uh, it, it they may as well not even had that match on the card. It wouldn't have been just as good, you know, because there was so much already, you know. You don't need to even waste your time with something like that, you know. So, but, yeah, you know, I don't mind seeing Big Show win, you know. Although, uh, for me, I don't want to get off track, but uh, for me, Big Show's been getting beaten, kind of relegated to a, more of a a clown role lately. It's yeah. not feel bad, bad for both him and Kane, who were both who were pretty big stars at one time, and now they seem to be more like you know, kind of just one step above the uh, Heath Slaters and the, uh, you know, the the guys that used to be in uh, Nexus and all that kind of stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't and, know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't, honestly, speaking of Kane, I don't like what they've done with his character. You know, he was a big red machine, you know. Yeah, and, they should have just left yeah. him like that. Yeah. Yeah, he's a... And he's a good guy, Kane. I uh, feel bad, you know. I think it was it made no sense to me ever that they were having him as the manager of SmackDown or Raw or all that other. It's hard for you to take after you've already seen him as the big red machine and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever else, you know, it kind of... Same, you know, if they had done something like that with The Undertaker, it would have been... You know, just kind of demeaning and wouldn't have done anything for his image. See? Yeah, that's my opinion, but yeah, that's the best yeah. thing I can say about the two of them, they're still getting paid, so that's good for them. But I'm sure neither of them is thrilled with the way they've been used as well, you know, so it's just, yeah, no, I yeah. would be. Yeah, um, what did you think of the ladder match that they had? I, I had a feeling that they was going to give it to Daniel Bryan just by the way they were, just by the way they were talking, and I just kind of had that feeling that that's what was going to happen. Yeah, I was uh, satisfied with the match in that respect that Daniel won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a little disenchanted with. Didn't seem like there was that much suspense. You know, there was way too many uh, ladders and way too many kind of uh, incidental high spots and stuff. I thought, but uh, yeah, giving yeah. the wrestlers credit, I thought they all worked hard. You know, and they were all trying to uh, get it over to their credit. You know, so. Um, I just hope that Daniel uh, gets a decent chance to kind of revive. You know, he he was on an incredible high about a year ago when there, yes, 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 and all like that. And then mm-hmm. I feel like his stock has dropped in the last year, not because of him, but I guess because of injuries and whatever else. But um. I hope he uh, has a good opportunity to do something with the uh, Intercontinental Belt. Uh, seems to have 
lost a lot of its image or its importance in the last year or two, so mm-hmm. hopefully he will mm-hmm. have an opportunity to kind of uh, use it to his advantage, you know. And honestly, Bruce, as as much as I'm a fan, this angle where people were stealing the Intercontinental Championship, I found it very highly offensive because, you, you know, I mean, that belt has been held by some of the greatest wrestlers of all time, and I just felt like it was just like a spit in the face with that angle. I just, I didn't Yeah, I totally that. agree, uh, Justin, you know, any of these belts are what you make of them, and if you demean or, you know, take away the image that is attached to them, then it kills them. And uh, I, I tended to agree in that match, and mm-hmm. even even more so in the main event or the uh, Roman Reigns and the... Uh, Brock Lesnar match, you know, I I don't mind seeing Seth Rollins as the champion. Seth's worked hard and he's paid his dues and all like this, but um, for a world title to change hands at something as contrived and flimsy as that, where some guy comes out with a suitcase at the end of a match when two guys have been busting their asses to have to fight for the world title. Yeah. And then some guy just comes out of the dressing room with a briefcase and uh, walks out with the title is an insult. You know, if I saw that in the Super Bowl game where, you know, Seattle and Denver or whoever going tooth and nail and having a ass-kicking, blood-sweat-and-tears game, and then as soon as one team has just won the Super Bowl and then some team that hasn't even qualified or, you know, like earlier in the card, Seth had already lost his match. So it doesn't say much for the integrity of the world title when somebody just comes out out of the blue, you know, hasn't even wrestled, just uh, gets a cheap pin on... Uh, Rock or whatever, and then uh, walks mm-hmm. out with the belt. If you did that in any other sport, it would be uh, ridiculed, and people would be, you know, sneering at it because uh, it's almost unthinkable. If you did that in UFC, you know, you had two guys, Anderson Silva and you know, uh, Kale Sonnen going at it, and then just out of the blue. Uh, Butter bean or something comes out and sucker punches somebody and pants them, you know. People would be saying this is BS, you know. So Yeah. It's too bad because I, I, giving credit where it's due, I thought Roman and uh, Brock had a, a decent enough match, and I think they're both trying hard, and uh, they'd built to a decent climax, and then to me that just kind of demeaned the belt and no no offense to Seth yeah Seth's, Seth's been working hard and isn't a bad candidate for wearing the belt but uh, 
you have to protect the propriety of the belt, and you have stuff like that happening. Uh, it just cheapens the mystique of the whole thing, and that's one of the most important things you have is this, you know, tradition attached to that world title. You know, you've had all these legends like Bruno Sammartino and Bob mm-hmm. Backlund and Hogan and Warrior and Brett and uh, Stone Cold and Rock and all these guys have had that belt, Cena and them. And, and so it, in its own way, is uh, somewhat of an insult to them, too, because uh, that belt is uh, kind of like the holy grail of of what wrestling's all about, and you have to be always, you know, preserving and protecting mm-hmm. that image. You know, and if, as Andre Agassi used to say, image is everything. So Absolutely. They... they, they um, I think they could have done better than that, you know, if you, even if they had had Seth come out and challenge the winner for Raw the next day or something, it would have been better. But yeah. Nonetheless, you know, I I, uh, I thought it was, in general, a very uh, good show, though. You know, I thought there was a lot of pretty damn good matches, and... Um, most wrestlers, to their credit, really uh, busted their asses, worked hard, and uh, I was pleased to see most of the finishes were in the middle. It was pretty straight. Not too many, uh, not too many swerve finishes or run-ins or extra additives and things like that. So that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. And- and I tend to I tend to agree with you on the um on the main event. I don't like I don't like Brock Lesnar because, you know, he um there's been situations where he's not agreed with Vince McMahon and he he's been scheduled to be on Raw and he just you know, he walks out when he feels like it. And to me when you walk out like that, you're walking out on the people that's paying admission for the show and I just I'm not a big Brock fan, you know. So. Yeah, I can't say anything good or bad mm-hmm. about him. I I've run into him a few times and he's always been more than pleasant and Yeah. Um I have no idea what their arrangement is or what his agreement with them is, but at the same time, I uh, I would like to see if Brock's wearing the damn belt that he should be. Uh, he should be like any other wrestler. It's an insult to the other wrestlers if you're giving, putting the belt around somebody's waist and then he only gets, has to wrestle once in a while or he only wrestles on the big pay-per-views or... You know, and where I come from and most other guys come from my era, the guy who has the belt, he makes all the shots, he goes to all the towns, whether it's a big shot or a long shot or a small one or, you know, it's just part of the deal. And uh, if you were doing that back in the day where you had a guy who was wearing the belt but he only wrestled on weekends and was 
getting the same money and mm-hmm. having all these special treatments, then then it's not right. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, it's not because when I was growing up, Bruce, when you were the world champion, you were out there every Monday night or Friday night, um, Saturday night, Sunday night wrestling. It wasn't like, okay, I've got the belt, so I only have to make this pay-per-view and this pay-per-view. You actually wrestled on the road all the time. And the other boys uh, know that, too. You know, if uh, what it does is in its own way an insult to them because it's basically saying... uh, He's better than you. He he only has to wrestle once in a while, but he's getting paid more than you. And he doesn't have to put in as much effort. And and you wouldn't have that in any other business either, Justin. You wouldn't see, uh, say, LeBron James or Peyton Manning or whoever is the big star in hockey, uh, Jonathan Taves or something. You would not see them saying, oh, I'm only playing in this game and that game. I only play in the playoffs or I only play in the the big Stanley Cup game or whatever. It's not like that. You have to, if you're, and wrestling's a team mm-hmm. endeavor, you know, aside from what it looks like. And uh, I've never found it was good business to put one guy on a higher level than anyone else. I know when we used to bring in for guest shots, people like Terry Funk or uh, Andre the Giant or whatever, mm-hmm. they would still make all the shows. Yeah. And with all the small towns, they uh, traveled in the same vehicle with the other guys. And, there were, and that was uh, part of being one of the boys. That's a big mm-hmm. part of it, so... Mm-hmm. I uh, I have no idea what arrangement Brock has, and I guess on the other side, I if if you can get a deal like that where you only <laughs> wrestle once in a while and you get paid ten times more than everyone else and don't have to drop belts, and <laughs> I mm-hmm. guess take it <laughs> you know, if you can get it, but at the same time. Certainly yeah. not the way that business is done, you know. Yeah, and and Bruce, I wanted to get your thoughts on this too. What's your thoughts on? And I'll comment on this too. What's your thoughts on Sting being in the WWE finally? And if they're smart, they need to give what the fans what they want. Like I know for years, myself personally, and many others have been wanting to see Sting versus The Undertaker at least once in this lifetime. Yeah, I was happy to see Sting finally come in. It's kind of bittersweet because, uh, unfortunately, as most of us know, he's past his prime, you know, and should have happened maybe 10 years ago or something like that. But um, I was pleased that Sting was out there. You know, I've known him, Steve mm-hmm. Borden, a pretty classy guy and always been a guy who protected his image and and he was like legitimately one of the really legitimate 
superstars of WCW back in the day. So um, I was glad that he finally got brought back and credit to uh, Hunter or whoever for throwing him a bone or bringing him in and uh, giving him a a piece of the spotlight. Um, My only complaint was the match itself and I'm not a big fan of sledgehammers and baseball bats and stuff like that. Uh, Any non-tough guy can injure somebody with a sledgehammer if I come up and hit uh, some UFC champion in the kneecaps with a sledgehammer or a baseball bat doesn't make me tough, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not a big fan of that. It, to me, is there's no place for bringing sledgehammers and baseball bats and weapons and crap into the ring. You know, if, if it got to that point, you may as well bring a gun, and you know, it wouldn't be entertaining or it's just silly. So, um, but beyond that, I I thought they had an all right match. I didn't mm-hmm. think the finish was great. It didn't make that much sense to me, frankly. But um, even so, I uh, I'm glad, if nothing else, that Sting kind of had a, a WrestleMania moment, and and I thought it was nice in its own way at the end of the match, where they had all the uh, I think sort of a tribute to all the the legend types with Sean and. Mm-hmm. X-Pac and uh, Billy Gunn and Road Dog and uh, Mick Foley or whoever else they had out there. It was kind of a who's who of 90s yeah. uh, WCW X guys. But uh, I thought that was nice in its own way and it's, it's just sort of uh, in its own indirect way paying tribute to some of those Legends, and mm-hmm. I hope they got a good payoff for us. <laughs> yeah, me, me too, Bruce. And, and here, here's an interesting thought that I had during this this whole thing. I actually love seeing you know the NWO and DX actually actually do that at the end. But um, here's what I thought. My first thought was, I said, I wonder who X Pac is really going to help because originally he was NWO first. So I said, is he going to help DX, or is he going to cross back over to the NWO? So that's that's what was going through my mind when I seen X-Pac come out. Yeah, so, I was glad to see him get a chance. He's a pretty decent guy. I've talked with him on occasion. He's been on my Heartbeat Radio show and all like that. Always a pretty nice guy, Sean Sean Waltman, and uh, mm-hmm. so I was glad to see him getting uh, brought back. You know, hopefully he's uh, got his life back together. I hear he had a few problems a while back. So yeah, a few. Hopefully a few things are getting better for him. Yeah, and uh, I actually um, years ago, Bruce, I actually met him in person and he was a really he was a really nice guy and I'm sure he would probably remember who I was. So Yeah. 
I always thought him to be a a nice kid, Sean Waltman, uh, pretty uh, dedicated, and uh, you know he had a lot of passion for the wrestling business. So I'm glad they're treating him and some of those other guys with the respect they deserve. So. Yeah, and, and and one thing that's on my mind tonight, Bruce. Do you ever do you think here in the near future we will see the Hart family back in the WWE ring for maybe a reunion or something like that? How cool would that be? You never know. I I'd be happy if it happened. If it if it didn't, I wouldn't be losing any sleep either. But um, I'd be uh. I'd be happy for a number of reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I would hope, if nothing else, it would be uh, for the benefit of the business, you know, that um, you know some of them can offer something or bring something that yeah. enhances or serves some good purpose for the wrestling business. So, mm-hmm. so I never know. I long since passed holding my breath for anything or, you know, losing sleep over anything like that. But uh, if they were to, you know, do something that had some benefit to them and served some purpose, then mm-hmm. that would be fine with me, too. And I wanted to mention, Bruce, I, I don't like how they're putting the celebrities in the Hall of Fame like we discussed earlier. But I, I will say that I thought it was really cool that they put Connor in the Hall of Fame because he was a true fan of the WWE and he was he was truly fighting fighting a real battle. So I thought it was cool that he got the first ever Warrior Award ever. I thought yeah, that I think was the, cool. I think the sentiment was really nice, you know, that they. Uh, and, as you said, it was too bad that he's not alive to uh, appreciate it, but I think it meant a lot, obviously, to his family and and people that knew him or admired him. So I think that it uh, was nice, and in its own way, it was a nice tribute to Jim Helwig, who had uh, unfortunately passed away right after the Hall of Fame last year, so... I was told by people that were down there that it was very emotional. There was a lot of people shedding tears, and they were quite moved by it. So I'm happy that it was uh, well-received as it was. So, mm-hmm. And I'm, I give credit to WWE for you know, doing that in a respectful way, you know, paying respect. And I think I think it added a touch of class to the whole thing. I, I, I do too, because to me that just, to me that just shows real class. But at, at the same time, they need to stop putting these celebrities in. And, and, because to me it's like, it, it's almost like political, like politics. Yeah, I agree with you, Justin. I uh, 
I'm not sure what their rationale or their objective is. Mm-hmm. In its own way, I I find it just just from having been in the ring and having been around all those guys who did earn their way into the Hall of Fame and all like that. Um, to me, there's something not quite right about putting some guy who's appeared for one WrestleMania or you know had one cameo appearance. Uh, no offense to any of those guys like Arnold or Bob Uecker or, or uh, whoever else, you know. Even but something not quite right when they're put into the Hall of Fame essentially on the same level as some guy who dedicated his heart and soul to that business and is uh and there's a, a lot of guys even more you know kind of unjust as the fact that there's a lot of guys who should be in that Hall of Fame that aren't mm-hmm. and yet there's people that you know, had one match, or I wouldn't even say they had a match, they just put in an appearance, like Bob Uecker or whoever else, you know, and they're accorded the same, you know, tribute in the moment and the spotlight and the speech, and, and you're going like uh, something, something wrong with this, you want to induct some guy into the Baseball Hall of Fame just because he did a guest pitch at the World Series game or say yeah. the National Anthem or some damn thing. You know, it's something something not quite right about that. But I have no idea what their rationale is. I assume it's because they're getting publicity. You know, good for business, as they say. If they have Arnold Schwarzenegger or or Sylvester Stallone or whoever, you know, but at the same time, they don't really, to me, warrant being inducted into Hall of Fame when some of these other guys put their lives on the line and their bodies on the line and they ate, slept, and drank wrestling and trained and blood, sweat, and tears, whatever, you know, and, and they're not in it or... You know, some of the ones that are in are probably saying, geez, uh, you know, he was there for one WrestleMania, took a few bows, mm-hmm. did virtually nothing, and <laughs> he's in the hall, too, you know. It's like, I don't know. To me, it's uh, to me it doesn't make a lot of sense, and I don't think it, in its own way, makes them look good. Yeah, and, and honestly, Bruce, I think that this would be cool. I would love to see... I would love to see more people like me that's down to earth that have maybe a physical challenge, like work for WWE, being a manager, doing or doing like commentary. That would be pretty cool, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and uh, I think uh, in the one sense, I I give some credit to. I believe people like Linda McMahon and some of them are you know, uh, very supportive of a lot of these initiatives like that. So mm-hmm. um, every now and then i giving credit where it's due. I see them, you know, I remember a few years ago they had that other kid that was an amputee, Zach Gowan or whatever his name was. And mm-hmm. 
I thought that was nice in its own way that they, you know, but there's a fine line between doing it in a respectful way and doing it in an exploitative way just to sell tickets. So I think you got to do yeah. it tastefully and at no point should you ever be doing it just to uh, make yourself look good or to, you know, get uh, some brownie points from it or whatever the cliche is, you know. So Yeah, yeah. But and Bruce, how how is Stampede Wrestling doing? Um, we're training, still training some guys, and I'm I'm just trying to. Uh, and I'm glad that there's people like yourself and others out there. I've said it for a long time: the uh, grassroots of the wrestling business need to be re-sown. There needs to be. Uh, you know, a revitalization of the fan base of wrestling all over North America, all over the world. And uh, I'm hoping that uh, that's my primary objective in doing anything with Stampede Wrestling or training young guys and all this is... When I came into the business, there was all these so-called uh, territories or which were where all the wrestlers were coming from and and there was a, you know so many incredible wrestlers when I was growing up and when I was young and uh, it was great for the fans and great for the the wrestling business that there was this grassroots like that and unfortunately that seems to be a thing of the past and the wrestling business is suffering because of that. There's, you know, anyone who saw the business back in the day or was one of the wrestlers back in the day, uh, if you talk to any of them, none of them will tell you that the business is in better shape today than because it isn't. You know, they're, and they need to uh, revisit going back, replenishing the supply of wrestlers and the biggest losers are the people who have lost the most in this are the fans mm-hmm. when I was a kid or when I was breaking into the business and all like that all over North America you could go to wrestling matches every week I know in Calgary you'd go every Friday night and we, we were running six seven shows a week every every week and the fans could go down there for six or eight dollars and see these incredible wrestlers like Dynamite Kid and Brett and Davy Boy and Owen and Brian Pillman and all these guys on a weekly basis and uh, I could go down to Texas and you'd see the same with Terry Funk and Dickie Murdoch and Harley Race and I'd go to Florida and, and see the interns and uh you know, uh, the assassins, <laughs> and everywhere there was, you know, great wrestling, and and the talent moved around, and the fan, the fans were, you know, uh, getting it all, you know, and nowadays, uh, 
they come to Calgary maybe once every 12 or 18 months and you know, I don't know how often they get down to uh, West Virginia, maybe once or twice a year at the most, you know. It, and it's not it's not televised, it's just a house show of that. So, I mean, we yeah, don't really don't feel like you're a part of it, you know, and uh, I hate to say it, and a lot of the house shows, you know, if it's not a TV taping or a damned uh, pay-per-view or something, the wrestlers just go through the motions, you know, you can put anything into it, and, you know, and... That's not the way to sustain your fan base. You need to uh, always remember the fans are the ones paying the bills. The the fans are the ones who are making it all possible. And on any given night, you owe it to the fans to go out and uh, give them their money's worth and make them Mm want to come back. was second nature to us out here and almost everywhere else you'd go and it's not like that anymore you know it's you know kind of uh, very hit and miss and very disrespectful to the uh, the fans you know and nobody and I always used to tell the wrestlers that don't lose sight of who's paying the bills here it's the fans they're the ones who are plot for them there wouldn't be any damn wrestling business, so always, uh, you know, give them their money's worth and make them feel like they uh, made a wise choice in going to the damn wrestling mes- matches. Uh, absolutely, Bruce. And I wanted to mention too, Bruce. I um, I watched the Heart documentary very closely, and it was it was very. It was very emotional for me to watch that because you guys have suffered so much tragedy in and outside of the ring, and yet you're still contributing to the business. And even even losing your home in the Heart Dungeon, that had to be very, very difficult. Yeah, very much so. You know, and I appreciate the uh, the compliments, Justin. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I think my dad used to say something without passion, nothing great was ever accomplished. And uh, that was always one of the things that was the first things you noticed with my dad in the wrestling business was he had a great deal of passion and respect for the wrestling business. And he appreciated what it had done for him. And uh, that was... uh, that was the case with so many of the uh, old-timers I used to see. You know, you hear me alluding to some of those names like the Funks and the Races and the, the Ray Stevens and the Killer Kowalskis and guys like that and Abdullahs and them. And almost all of them had a great deal of passion for the business and a great deal of respect for it, and they... Uh, you know, we're very protective of it, and uh, I don't like to be railing or denouncing things today, but all too often I see a lot of guys who haven't paid their dues that much, or they got in, you know, relatively easy, and it's kind of easy come, easy go, and and it comes out 
in what they do in the ring. You know, mm-hmm. there's no more sense. They don't care that much, or they're indifferent, or they're not going to any great lengths to protect the uh, ostensible propriety of the business. And uh, I think that's something that would be enhanced if you had, in the old days, there was always 10 or 20 guys chomping at the bit to replace you. (laughs) So you always, uh, you know, felt uh, obliged to go out and work hard because, you know, there was other guys uh, just as good and just as hungry, maybe hungrier, (laughs) Mm -hmm. wanting your position. So in its own way, it was an inducement to go out and work hard. And uh, I think if there was more wrestlers chomping at the bit to get to the next level and all like that, not only would it be good for the fans just to see it again on a regular basis, but it would inspire or motivate or uh, compel the so-called superstars at the top to uh, keep working hard, or otherwise they're going to be replaced in a little competition or a little bit of uh, anything like that is good. you got some baseball player who's getting complacent, all you need to do is uh, have some hotshot rookie who can, you know, uh, throw a 100-mile-an-hour heater or can, you know, hit 60 home runs, you know, yeah. his position, and uh, he's either going to, you know, up his game or he's going to fall by the wayside. And Wrestling needs some of that healthy competition, too. You need more guys that are... Uh, Fighting to be the next big thing, you know, and uh, I'm hopeful that uh, that might prove to be the case in in the future, you know, with maybe territories being revived and uh, a new breed of wrestlers coming up, you know, and uh, all like that, you know, it'd be good for the fans, good for the business, and ultimately good for the wrestlers. Little competition never hurt anyone, you know. Yeah, and and I gotta say, Bruce, and I, I don't mean any disrespect by this because I love Daniel Bryan, but when I seen your brother Brett doing the yes chant, I felt a little weird. I'm like, I can't see Brett doing the yes chant, but whatever. Yeah, it looked to me a little contrived, eh? you know, I agree with you. I'm not sure if he was told to do that or whether it was uh, something he chose to do, but it seemed to me a little cheesy or a little artificial, you know. Yeah, that's 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 what I thought too. And and, and something that I'll never forget about your brother's entrance—it's it's timeless for me. He would always go to a fan and give his shades away to a fan in his entrance. And I always thought that that was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I think it's uh, very uh, well taken, what you said, though. You know, it was a good perspective. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I agree with you on that. You know, that's, I felt the same about that. And, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm not really taking anything away from him, but I think 
part of his uh, appeal was he was always himself or was always, uh, you know, his character, and that didn't appear to be the case yeah. when he's doing that, you know. So, but, yeah. But, but yeah, I, uh, I certainly appreciate uh, your having invited having invited me to uh, join you on your on your show tonight, Justin. Uh, it's been uh, been nice uh, sharing perspectives with you, and I have the utmost respect for you and and your program. You do a great job, and you know, it's uh, straight from the heart, as they say. You know, very uh, sincere and. Uh, you know, you have great insights mm-hmm. into not only the wrestling business but uh, life in general. So I, uh, I'm appreciative of that, and um, I'd be more than happy to come on again if you ever need a guest or need a perspective or whatever. You know, just uh, I'm a phone call away, as they say. So I, absolutely, Bruce, and I, I do have I do have three three final thoughts or questions for you, Bruce, before before I wrap up with you here. Um Okay. One one is for me, is it is it okay if I actually try to tweet uh, Natalia and let her know that I know you? Try to get in touch with her? Because I know she's on Twitter. Yeah. I'm sure she'd be happy to oblige, you know. I'm sure she'd be a, a great guest on your show and let me know if you have any success with that, Justin. If if, if you have trouble getting a hold of her, I'll try to hook up with my sister and uh, her mother and uh, mm-hmm. see if I can do something on on your behalf. I, I would really appreciate it, Bruce, because I would love to. Um, I would love to get her on the show because she would be. If she would be on my show, not only would she be the um, uh, the second heart to appear on the Justin Harvey show, but she would be the first ever WWE diva to appear on my show, and I think that that would just be awesome. Well, I'll see if I can put in a word, Justin, and um, yeah, I'll try to get a hold of her on Twitter or whatever, or Facebook or whatever first, and then if you're not having any luck let me know and we'll see if we can get something set up and that that would be great great bruce and uh one of um one of my last questions before my very last question uh with this stardust thing that they're doing right now with uh cody rhodes do you think that they're trying to um recreate gold dust like gold dust 2.0 for for this generation yeah, for me, I, I I I can't say I followed it that much, but um, for me, that whole thing's not to be knocking anything. To me, it's it's lame. I don't know what what the heck they're trying to do. You know, I, I, I think. You know, I thought Goldust was all right. It wasn't great. It was all right back in the day. But uh, the whole thing with Stardust and Goldust and 
whatever else. You know, it's an old saying we used to have, you know, whatever you do have a point. <laughs> I have no idea what the point, where they're going with it or why they even switched Cody from whatever he was doing to that. And, um, and now it seems to be just kind of fizzling out. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, uh, Goldust is actually a pretty decent worker, so <laughs> I think he's been wasted. And the whole thing's kind of screeched to a halt, or it should be halted yeah. if it hasn't, you know. And, you know, I, that's one of the things I see down there. I don't want to digress, but uh, too many, uh, they start these things, and then they just seem to... You know, die for no. You know, I have no idea what uh, like stuff like Nexus, and I'll see them. Uh, this Mizdow thing to me is going that direction now. Where you know, bad news, Barrett. I've got some bad news. <laughs> you know, it's you know, you're not doing it anymore. You know, the next thing they got uh, Ryback feed me more, and then he's heel and a face and Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family and the Sheephead and all that other and it's just sort of not happening anymore like, I don't know what it's too much of that kind of stuff you know they start something and then they you know the spirit squad and all this other nonsense and then it just seems to die on the vine you know so I don't yeah. know and um, my last question for you, Bruce, and then I'll let you talk about who you got coming up on your podcast because I know you have a wonderful podcast, which is on Tuesday nights now. Um, yeah. So I'll let you talk a little bit about that before we wrap up. But my last question, Bruce, is I actually thought of this the other day that I thought it would be interesting to actually see a tag team division for the Divas. Yeah, I think the only thing that uh, is an impediment to that, Justin, is they don't have enough divas that can work. <laughs> That's smoke and mirrors. Uh, you know, uh, I've actually been relatively impressed, quite honestly, with Paige and AJ and the, the Bellas. You know, they um, actually working pretty good, having some decent matches, you know, not too much mm-hmm. of the bullshit, you know, but um, the biggest problem is they don't have that many divas that know a wrist lock from a wrist watch, you know, have yeah. to look like they uh, are just glorified strippers, and that's might maybe what they are, I don't even know, but uh, they need to get more divas in there that actually can wrestle, that actually mm-hmm. can... Uh, go out and have a match and don't just flash their butts or their boobs or whatever the hell, you know. And, and uh, They need to uh, put more emphasis on divas that can actually wrestle, not just uh, for sex appeal or eye candy for perverts or whatever, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bruce, before, before I get you to talk about your podcast, I'm actually... I'm planning on sending you photos from my induction, so it should be 
it should be a fun weekend, and I have to do a. When, when is that, Justin? Is that, uh, just just uh, what? What? When is the date and place for that? I, uh, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. It's um, I'll be. It's on the 18th of April, so two weeks away. Well, just not far off the Indy 500, but I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, where's that at? At the uh, at the, the is it a MMA or a UFC related event? Or? Uh, it's um it's um it's martial arts. It's like the Martial Arts Hall of Fame, and it's been around since the uh, it's been around since the 70s, and uh, people like uh, Don the Dragon Wilson and uh, Bruce Lee uh, and. Yeah, and several, several. It's 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 kind of like Chuck the, Yeah, it's kind of like the WWE, but but on the martial arts side. Well, so. I congratulate you on that, uh, Justin. Um, if you ever get a, a DVD, if anyone takes a, filming it or doing a video of it, let me know. I'd love to see it. And, uh, so yeah, I uh, hope that goes well for you, Justin. And as to your other question, we do have some quite a few really uh, noteworthy guests coming up. Mm-hmm. Our guest next week is the legendary Abdullah the Butcher, who was a huge attraction up here back in the '70s for my dad, and was one of the great villains in wrestling history, so he's coming on. And then we have a special show coming up about a month from this weekend, May 3rd, which would be, which would have been my dad's 100th birthday. Wow. We have, uh, we've extended invitations to, and I believe we're going to have, uh, Guests like Terry Funk and Harley Race and and Bob Backlund and Mick Foley and um, I'm told Hulk Hogan's supposed to be uh, maybe joining us and just a lot of the old legends from the past guys like Ivan Koloff and Bruno Sammartino and uh, mm-hmm. um, so expecting a, a lot of them just to call in and. Just pay their respects to Stu or some such things. So that, that's one of our shows we're uh, really looking forward to. And, mm-hmm. and the week after that, oddly enough, which would have been May 7th, would would have been my brother Owen's 50th birthday. So we're looking to uh, pay tribute to Owen on that on that particular show of the week after my dad's 100. So that mm-hmm. those should be uh, interesting shows. Well, I will I will definitely try to, for those shows, Bruce, if you don't mind, for those shows, I may yeah, invite you uh, to call in and participate and show my respects. Yeah, maybe I'll have Bob Johnson uh, call you, Justin, and he can, uh, we're having a lot of pre-taped, just uh, like, 30-second or one-minute uh, happy 100th to Stu Hart from Hulk Hogan or from Bruno Sammartino or whatever. So I'd be happy to have Bob pre-tape an interview and have, this is Justin Ray Harvey uh, wishing Stu Hart 100 
happy 100th or best wishes or you know tributes to the legend or some such thing you know absolutely and if bob can't call me for that i can actually what i can do bruce is i can actually record like a 30 second uh mp3 or something if something happens that he's not able to call me to record it but yeah I'll, I'll, I'll tell bob to give you a call and uh he can, but yeah, it would be very, uh, it'd be nice, nice to have you uh, participate in that, Justin. It would be uh, kind of cool. Oh, absolutely, because Bruce, you know, I may not have a lot of ring experience. I mean, I have a little bit because where I was in a match, but I love the Hart family just, just as much as anyone else, and and a lot of the pain I'm that he felt. In, uh, yeah. The key thing with you, Justin, that makes you special is your passion, and you and you got a lot of heart. So that's that's important, you know. So I I, uh, I have a great deal of respect for people that you know uh, overcome adversity and keep a smile on their face. So you know. I, means a lot to me, so I, you know, I'm honored to count you amongst my friends. Absolutely, Bruce, and if, if you don't mind, I may even mention that in my speech, and it will be, my speech is going to be taped, so I'll make sure that you get to see that. Well, I'll look forward to uh, seeing that, Justin, and um you have a great time down there, and congratulations. That's that's a great honor, you know, and I'm sure you're beaming with pride, you know, and you certainly should be, and um, I, ho I hope it's everything that you expect it to be. Uh, absolutely, Bruce, because there's only one word to describe how I feel. I kind of feel like I'm champion of the world right now, like, you know, that I actually have a title, you know. Yeah, well... Good, good on you, uh, Justin. It's certainly well deserved, and uh, I'm sure you're going to have a great time down there. And uh, I look forward to hearing all the uh, all the details. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tell you too, Bruce. If everything works out, I'm actually scheduled. I don't know when I will be filming, but I'm actually supposed to be scheduled to be in a in a martial arts film. Well, that's great. I hope it. Uh, Hope it proves to be a lot of fun, and and uh, you know I'm looking forward to seeing if it hits the theaters. Mm -hmm. I, I, absolutely, Bruce. And, and like I said, we'll definitely come up with a plan for us to actually get to meet and maybe talk some wrestling, you know, face to face. I think that would be pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, keep me in mind, then, Justin, and uh, I'll look forward to talking to you the next time. You, you too, Bruce, and do you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, are you on Twitter yet, or you just do the Facebook um, thing? Or? Um, I'm not even sure if I am. Forgive my ignorance. You know, I don't <laughs> know about all the Twittering and tweeting and Facebooking and all that stuff, but um, I'll, I'll keep you posted. And um, I'd just like to thank you and... Um, your listeners, you know, for uh, 
lending me an ear, as they say. You know, I, I'm flattered and honored that uh, you saw fit to have me on, and I uh, enjoy talking to you. As I said before, I have utmost respect for you, and uh, you know you've got a great attitude, and you overcome a lot of adversity, and uh, and continue to every day. So good on you, and I uh, I thank you for inviting me on, and I look forward to the next time. I, I, absolutely, Bruce, and I wanted to tell you, and I think you'll get a good laugh at this. I wanted to close with this. When I was a kid a few years ago, uh, my big brother put me in the figure four leg walk, and that is very, very painful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> Break a leg, as they say, Justin. <laughs> exactly so. But um, I, I really appreciate you being on the program, Bruce. Tell, tell everybody that, you know, you know, I love them, and if they need me in their corner, I'm there. That means a lot to us, Justin, and I certainly will tell them that. And um, You take care of a very uh, happy Easter weekend and uh, God bless. You have been listening to the Justin Harvey Show here on the World Martial Arts Radio Network. Be sure to tune in again next week for his latest show. Thank you for listening. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.